Sports Beat Extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford. There's more issues than the travel. I said I just can't do it. Games go on and you don't get a goal. You start to have little questions in the back of your mind. Good evening and welcome to Crow Park on Leinster Hurling final day for a special edition this Saturday the 14th of November. We preview both today's game and tomorrow's Hur- Munster Hurling final as well as a new development in Wexford soccer on this week's Sportsbeat Extra. Later on we'll be hearing from Waterford selector Stephen Frantum as the day should go and search for Munster Glory for the first time in a decade against Limerick at Semple Stadium tomorrow. There have been reputations built up uh, around most of Waterford hurlers and he's, he's found that to be unfounded. I would also hear from Wexford FC Secretary Ray Noonan as a new League of Ireland venture in the county threatens their position. But first all eyes are on the pitch below me as Kilkenny contest our 103rd provincial decider in the 132 year history of the competition. I invited sports journalist with the Kilkenny people Robert Cribben to give us an insight from the Cats camp. Sportsbeat Extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie So I'm joined on the line by sports journalist with the Kilkenny people, Robert Cribben, ahead of um, Saturday's um, Leinster Senior Hurling final. Um, Robert, as you as we're going live, the game won't be long before we, we see the two teams coming out onto the pitch. Um, I suppose, uh, look, it's uh, not exactly something new for Kilkenny, 103rd uh, Leinster Senior Hurling final, um, but I suppose a very, very different one this year. Yeah, a very strange one, Kevin, with all the restrictions around COVID-19 at the moment. Even even I was thinking there during the week Saturday evening, Leinster finally, would, it would have been something very different. It would have been something very exciting, I'd say, and could have drawn it with these two big rivals, especially a huge crowd. So it's a bit disappointing, but they're, they're, that's the scenario we're in now, and it'll be very strange in Crow Park, but these two have a habit of producing brilliant games and they play each other so it's like no different um, It was a pretty close semi-final closer than I think a lot of a lot of people would have expected it was only kind of a late surge um, saw Brian Cody's side over the line against Dublin um, by a single point 320 to 222 um, were you surprised by how much they struggled in that game? Uh, yes I, I would have been Gavin because they were, they were superb in the first half they were absolutely brilliant. It was, a, it was a tight enough start. The sides were four points each in, after the first quarter of the game. Then Kenny kind of got a spark. Billy TJ Reid dispossessed the Dublin defender to set up Billy Ryan for a goal. And then literally 30 seconds later, TJ had the ball in the net. And it was nine or ten points between the sides at that stage. And it looked all but over. And then Colin Fenley got another goal before half time. And there was 15 points between them. And everyone in the press box was thinking, nearly concentrating on Galway Wexford then afterwards because it looked like it was there done and dusted they had another point in the second half 16 clear and I don't know what happened then really to be honest Kevin uh, I think a bit of complacency might have nipped in TJ had started in the full forward line and kind of spooked Dublin the way he was playing in there he kind of drifted out then and Dublin put that what I would class as their main man marker on him Owen O'Donnell and it kind of quietened down and then as soon as Ronan Hayes scored Dublin's first goal, I think that brought them back to within six or seven. There was just a momentum. Kenny couldn't even get their hands on the ball. And Dublin eventually got level come the start of stoppage time. And to be honest with you, Kevin, I thought there was only one winner at that stage, and it wasn't Kenny. Dublin were just surging forward that way. So you have to give loads of credit to Kenny for actually digging it out. Alan Murphy and Hugh Lauder got late points. So 
in a strange way, it probably settled the minds the last two weeks for them because I'm not sure what good a 16-point victory would have done for them the following two weeks. People would have thought they were red-hot favourites coming into the game. Now they're the opposite, really. Nobody's really given them a chance and they've had two weeks to try and work on what went trying to figure out what went wrong in that in that half an hour, basically. But surely, nonetheless, I suppose the fact that they had such a big lead and... Uh, saw Dublin come back into it. It's a very unkilkenny like thing to do, isn't it? Normally they're in control of games. Uh, do you think that'll be a worry for Brian Cody? I'd say it has to be, Kevin. As you said, throughout the years, if it's 16, you won't be surprised if it's 26 then within another 10 minutes between the sides. But it went the opposite way. See, there is a t- train of thought that they're depending a lot on TJ Reid at the moment. He was brilliant in the first half. He scored 110 in total, but particularly in that first half. He, set, he he scored a goal, he set up the other two and was scored some brilliant points from play. So when he was curtailed a bit, kind of the Kilkenny threat kind of went away. So they need they need, they need need more from the other forwards, really. I know Billy Ryan scored 1-1 and Walter Walsh scored two points and Fenley got 1-1 as well, but didn't probably need a bit more again because the, the, like Galway, Galway's game plan, you can nearly mark it, will be to try and shut down TJ. And if they think they can do that, they might think they're nearly there so yeah. more from the forwards is probably the thing they need Yeah and speaking of Galway um, they kept a clean sheet in their own semi-final against Wexford 127 to 17 points in a game where David Fitzgerald himself said that they Wexford had let the, the people of the county down um, How are you, you know it's going to be as much as, as Dublin enjoyed you know it was, it was a great performance on, on that Halloween afternoon but still you'd, you'd expect a much stronger challenge from Galway wouldn't you? No, the, to be honest, Kevin, Galway would be fit, not, not big favourites, but they'd definitely be favourites coming into this. They've won the last three meetings between the teams. They've beat Kikani in the round robin home and away the last two years, and they won the 2018 Leinster final replay in, in Central Stadium as well. So they're definitely favourites, and it's kind of swung the momentum between these two. used to be Kikani leading the way the whole time, and it's definitely, definitely decided the West now. And... They've got some serious players in their team. They've got new management. They've got a new manager under Shane O'Neill this year, and they'll be trying so hard to get back to the McCarthy Cup. They won in 2017, but they're forward. We were talking about Kilkenny depending on TJ. I think Galway has nearly switched the other way. They used to always depend on Joel Canning. Every time they would have played Kilkenny down the years, Kilkenny would have thought, if we can stop Joel Canning, we'd have a big chance. But Joel was very quiet against Wexford two weeks ago. And it was Brian Cochannon who was actually making his debut and he scored a goal. He was brilliant. And Conor Whelan, who's been the real find, of course, the last few years. Well, not just that. Their other starting forwards are Conor Cooney, Joseph Cooney, Jason Finn and Cotton Manning. They're all super parlors. Like. So, Kilkenny, it's not just stopping one or two with this Galway team. I feel they'll, they need to stop nearly the entire forward line by the looks of it. Um, how much do you think we're in the eleventh year now of Galway being in the Leinster Championship, and and I suppose um, a Leinster Championship that really lacked a lot of competitiveness um, without Galway's inclusion. How 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 much do you think um, Galway's inclusion has helped Kilkenny in a way because they've had that challenge, consistent challenge throughout the Leinster hurling championship? Ah, uh, it's huge, Kevin. It's huge. There was a stage there before Galway were coming in. Kilkenny were just walking Lancers. Now we know what, how, how good a Kilkenny team those around the time they did four in a row. They had a brilliant team back then, so it probably didn't make much difference. But Kevin, it's quite surprisingly, Kilkenny haven't won a Leinster title in four years, and it was Galway they beat that day. Like so, in some ways, 
it's pretty surreal that Taffin won it in four years and they'll be absolutely gunning to win this title just for a Leinster. And you'd, you'd, you you would have never thought that. Galway have just... And to be fair, Wexford, Wexford have, kept, have improved the past few years as well. So they've brought the level up. So And they're nearly on a par to what the Munster Championship would be now. So and in some ways, the last year or two, there, was, there would have been people remarking that the Leinster title could have been harder won than the Munster title. So it's definitely improved things hugely. And it's, it's, great, it was, it's been great to see Galway in the Leinster Championship, to be fair. Yeah, and obviously that's not disparaging, of course, of at all of Wexford who have been, you know, recently really good. But I suppose just generally, it's always good to have another team uh, bringing up the standard. I suppose finally, Robert, before we leave you go, um, as we're getting close to to throwing now, um, what way do you see the game playing out, and what do you think needs to happen for Kilkenny to to win their first Bobo Keep Cup in uh, in four years? Yeah, very interesting game, Kevin. I think Kilkenny probably need a performance similar to what they produced against Limerick in last year's All-Ireland semi-final where they really shocked Limerick. Limerick would have been going into that game, I'd say, the way Galway are going into this game, regard favouritism. Um, I think they need to use huge intensity all over the field. Limerick were just shell-shocked. It took them about 50 minutes to really get control of Kenny in that game and then, it was, and then it was too late. And even then, Kenny were just hanging on in the end. But that's what did enough to them to win. It could be something similar on Saturday evening. The weather's been very mixed this week so that could uh, rain, uh, heavy day rain would, would definitely suit this Kikani team they're, they're a big physical team so that way um, so that's what they're going to have to do and I've mentioned already they're going to have to shut down the Galway forward line the Galway forward line is definitely up Limerick have been getting a lot of praise recently the Galway forward line would definitely be up there with them so they're going to have to shut that down and they're probably going to they're probably going to have to TJ Reid's probably going to have to produce another man in a match performance he's nearly been producing them in every game he's been playing the last year but that's probably the way it's going to have to go and could be it'll be one of the better Kilkenny wins if they do get the win to be fair to them because everyone seems to be writing them off at this stage but this is Kilkenny after all they do have a habit of producing big performances so I, whatever about the result Kevin I'd be hopeful of a, of a much improved Kilkenny performance from the Dublin game now where that takes them, we'll just have to see. Sports Beat Extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie His attention is on Crow Park for today's quarter past six throwing. Tomorrow it'll head to Semple Stadium where Waterford are rank underdogs going into their Munster hurling final against Limerick side looking to defend their title. 2010 was the last time the Dacia lifted the trophy after beating Cork in extra time after replay at the end of an absolutely epic encounter at the same temporary venue. Stephen Frampton is one of Liam Carlson selectors and join me on the phone earlier this week. So for the first time in four years, the Dacia have a Munster hurling final to look forward to. Uh, 2016 was the last time around and now after beating Cork in the semi-final, uh, Liam Cal's men find themselves back in Munster final territory. I'm joined on the line by Waterford selector Stephen Frampton. Uh, Stephen, I suppose, look, first of all, as a man who's involved in many Munster finals yourself, it must have been a great uh, just achievement, really, to be part of the coaching staff to bring uh, Munster final delight, really, back to the Dacia. Ah, absolutely. Yeah, look, you know, we, we we haven't seen a win in the Munster Championship for for a few years, so it was very important to to get the result in the first place. And the fact that 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 brought us straight through to the Munster final as opposed to a semi final was was better again. You know, so no, it's it's all it's all very positive, and and um, 
we're just delighted to be there. It was a tough year last year, no doubt. Um, you know, four games, four defeats, and it seemed like there was a real kind of uh, malaise maybe across the team. Fellas were just, it was the lack of motivation. Like, what what was the kind of the feeling going into camp this year? I, I presume there was, you know, there was a lot of doubters, a lot of individual players got criticism as well. So I suppose really just an opportunity to prove people wrong. Yeah, look, I, I, you know, I, I, I can't comment on last year. I know it, it would have been very difficult um, for Parik, uh, Parik Fanning, um, given that Derek had been there a number of years. So, it, it, you know, it would have been difficult to, to kind of to take over in that regard. But look, we, we had a clean slate, slate this year, and and um, players are very keen to to right a few wrongs. As you say, there, there's had been a lot of criticism uh, pointed at the players themselves as well so you know they haven't become a bad bunch of players all of a sudden so look you know we found it easy enough to to motivate motivate the players to to be able to to come up with a a big season and and um, look we're 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 only you know dipping our big toe in it at the moment like it's only one game we did have a nice a nice league campaign. We qualified for the playoffs, so it's it's um, it's been positive so far. Uh, it was a pity it kind of finished uh, prior to the the league quarter final uh, because we felt we had been doing nicely in that regard. But look, it's it's good to get the win last week against Cork as well. So. Uh, nice to, to have a monster final to look forward to. Yeah, and I, I say it's an interesting that you mentioned that league campaign because I had Tipperary football manager David Power on last week, and he was speaking. You know, they 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 finished their league, but then they sacrificed kind of the back door for that. Like, if you would you rather had the league and not have the back door? Or are you glad to kind of have the back door now? You know, should you uh, look? Should you lose tomorrow? Do you still have a chance to go through the semi-finals and the following week? Yeah, look, it's 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 an impossible question to answer, really. You know, we're we're delighted to get to a monster final now. We we do feel that we had a nice little bit of momentum uh, built up during the league, and and we felt we were we were kind of we were where we where we wanted to be. Um, we we tried a lot of new players in the league, and um, and some of them had performed very well. So you know, we'd found a, a potentially a few champ- new championship players. So. But look, it's it's carried on like the, you know. To be fair to the players, they kept themselves very very well um, during during the the lockdowns, and um, we were lucky enough that there wasn't too many injuries uh, during the club campaign. Uh, we, we've had a few injuries now, all right. But look, that's that's only natural when you get back into things and the pitches get a bit heavier. But no, look, we're we're happy the way the year has gone. I suppose uh, we we weren't expecting to be. Playing hurling in in November, but look, that's 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 just the, the mad year that it has been, you know. So we'll 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 just keep on driving on as hard as we can anyway yeah definitely chat about that as well in a second I suppose I just want to ask you first about Liam coming in and you know you're saying obviously he looked it was, it was Park had, Park had had a difficult assignment given the fact that he was coming off the back of um, the other kind of regime behind him but when Liam came in was there kind of one specific thing that he had in his mind uh, before he met the players or, or kind of when he first kind of took the group he kind of said right I want to get this we'll start with this and then we'll move on from there uh not really anything like I mean he wouldn't have known the players at all only the same as any other uh, person coming in from afar would have been just looking at players on TV and looking at players from a distance so you know
know, he was literally coming in with a very, very clean slate, albeit there there had been reputations built up around various, uh, around most of Waterford hurlers, um, and he's he's found that to be um, unfounded, and, and uh, he's very happy with the reaction he's got from from the players, you know. But he, he very much came in with a with a with a an open mind and had a, had a few ideas that he he wanted to build maybe his own team and and um, uh, that's what he's done and and um, it's you know it's it's worked okay so far you know so but you know he didn't have any um, any preconceived ideas like he he literally came in with a very open mind and and uh, has taken it from there and and is, as I said has been very pleased with the the application and the effort and the commitment of the players really has been you know Cork went into it as raging hot favourites but I, I think that had more really to do with tradition more than anything else uh, and I, I, to be fair I suppose there wasn't a whole lot of form to go on no, neither team had played for so long mm. so you know but we relished that like and, and as most teams relish the underdog uh, tag and, and but we did relish it and we felt we, we had trained very well and, and we had prepared very well uh, but really you know feeling that way and, and actually going out and doing it on the field are two completely different things uh, so we were a bit apprehensive as to okay we do feel well about it but uh, let's hope we bring it on uh, to the match and and that did happen so it was very very pleasing to to come out of it with the win albeit we probably may or should have uh, won a little bit more comfortably but but um look that gives us a lot to work on as well which is which is a good way to go into the Limerick match um yeah speaking of Limerick I suppose um they had a reasonably uh, comfortable win against Clare to open up and then um beating Tip as well um there would would you still say your underdogs going into the, into tomorrow's game oh absolutely like ah, look Limerick are, everybody knows that Limerick have been Probably the outstanding team of, of for the last three years, and you know, since they won their All Ireland, um, really, I suppose everybody would say, and probably wouldn't agree with me across the water in in Kilkenny, but that you know, they, they were the form team last year as well, and uh, Kilkenny did a Kilkenny on them and caught them um, in the All Ireland semi final, but they, they kind of nearly feel as if. They were actually caught in, and and the All Ireland was theirs to win again last year. So I think they're kind of trying to right that wrong uh, from last year, and and they're you know they've gone about it a very in a very powerful and strong way so far this year. They've been outstanding in the league, and um, you know they've kind of literally wiped the floor really with Tipperary and and Clare so far. So they look. They look very, very strong, and um, and they're rightly favourites, um, you know. But you know, we look, we'll 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 go into it and try and um, do as best we can against them, and, and and see where it takes us. You know, we've trained very hard, and um, you know, we'll 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 see what happens on Sunday. Um, I suppose, how do you set up differently then to Limerick? Who are a team you're kind of you we would expect to, to to be underdogs against as opposed to a Cork where you are underdogs, but I suppose you know they have a, they had a young squad as well, and I suppose people would have seen them a little bit more for the taking. Yeah, look, I, you know, I, without getting into the the technicalities of it, like it's where, where do you start? I think everybody has tried to do that so far against Limerick. Um, I suppose they're just their pure. 
physicality is is um, is is incredible, really. You know, they like we played them in the league, and and um, they're just they're just such a big, strong, physical team. It's it's difficult. You know, you could try to run them, but they 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 don't. They close you down very very quickly, and and um, you know they're 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 just a very big, strong, physical team, and they do have pace. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to see where where you would break them down, and and given that the the pitch conditions are are not improving, like whatever chance you might have during the summer, it, it makes it that bit more difficult uh, this time of year with the pitches getting a bit heavier. But look, you know we we we've we've got our own ideas on it, and and um, we're just going to have to see how how they work out on Sunday. Um, but it, it's look, we're, we're not. We're under no illusions. Like the, the task at hand is going to be very, very difficult. But look, we're we're going to give it everything, and and that's pretty much been our mantra that we'll kind of fight uh, for absolutely everything, and our work rate will will not be questioned, and and um, that's what we're about, and and hopefully that'll. Uh, that'll take us a long way on Sunday. Yeah, and I suppose that's been, you, you mentioned there, the kind of, look, as you say, the pitches aren't getting any better. The weather certainly isn't getting any better. Um, and it was, it was interesting because I was thinking about last year's Monster Club hurling final when Ballygunner were bet by um, by Barcelona and obviously yourself being a Ballygunner clubman. Um, and it was kind of almost a, place, a case of horses for courses. Like the Ballygunner were, were such a flair team, such a skillful team. But then on the day with the weather, it was such a mucky game that it was just kind of Barcelona's work rate kind of drove through do you think the mucky weather suits uh, yourselves or, or have you had to adapt a little bit more than some other teams yeah I, I certainly wouldn't think it would suit us no uh, because while we're while we'd be trying to maintain our work rate levels um, we, we, we've, we, we do like to think we have a lot of pace in the team and um, you know we have a young team so they're not physically as imposing as, as Limerick would be, but I, I we we all would have thought, or I would have thought that you know the summer uh, pitches and the hard ground would suit us a lot better because um, you know we've got a lot of a lot of pace in the team, as I say. So you know, as the year has gone on, it probably has has moved away away out out of our favour. But look, that's not an excuse. It'll be the same for Limerick as well. Like, but. Uh, no, look, you know, it's it. No, it, it, like to answer your question, it, it won't it won't suit us the pitch. But uh, look, we, we we've got to deal with that. We dealt with it the last day, so let's 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 see what happens on Sunday. And I suppose finally, Stephen, you know, it's a, it's been ten years now since since Waterford have won a monster um, in the replay, and back in the same venue where your guys are going to be playing tomorrow up at Sample Stadium. Um, I suppose, in your own experience, how much does it mean to the county, and and how much of a lift does it give to the county? I suppose, particularly after such a difficult last few years, it would be a massive milestone, wouldn't it, to get a, to get you know symbolically as much as anything else to to win a, a monster title title again. Oh yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, it, it, it like you could. It's very easy to underestimate the the effect. Like you know, forgetting about hurling and all that, it, it the effect that it has on 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 people in general and their well being or, or just their their mood. Uh, you know, the amount of feedback and the amount of messages that we've got um, since the last match, since the win against uh, Cork, and the and the lift that has given. So many people. It's kind of hard to, it's hard to appreciate it when you're stuck in in the team bubble and 
we're training there um, every night in kind of a bit more miserable conditions. Mm. But it's you know there's no crowd in Thurles there two weeks or you know whatever it was last last Saturday week. Um, and it, it's hard to appreciate the lift it can give people because they're watching on TV. We can't hear them roaring and screaming, but you would from the messages that we've gotten and just meeting people on the street like it has given everybody a lift and and you know a good performance on Sunday would do likewise and and look uh, you know uh, everybody every inter-county team will tell you given the format of the championship this year that the best way to do it is to win as many matches as you can and avoid having to use any back doors because it, they're co- the matches are coming thick and heavy so Really, the less matches you want, the the better, um, because you know you're picking up injuries the, the, this time of the year. So, like Limerick will be trying to get straight to a semi final, and so will we. Um, that's that's the best route to take uh, in in this crazy year that we have. So, let's hope we can we can manage that on Sunday. Sports Beat Extra with the Boil Sports app available now. This is betting eighteen plus gamblingcare.ie. And finally, with the FAI opening up applications for new entries to the League of Ireland, a potential South East candidate has already caused a stir. According to the Wexford people, Yola FC have applied for a licence to play out of Ferry Carrick Park and bring a club that they say the football people of Wexford can be proud of. The problem is that there has already been a League of Ireland club in the Model County for the past 13 years, whose men's side won a first division and reached a League Cup final, and whose women's side are the most successful in Women's National League history. I spoke to Secretary Ray Noonan yesterday to get his reaction to the new ventures' senior football ambitions. Uh, it's only this week we heard about their hopes around Perry Carrick Park up to them. We we understood they had a, a venue in North Wexford, um, but obviously that must be off the table now. Um, but look, yeah, Perry Carrick Park. I mean, the, the, our club built the place, um, and and we're 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 playing in the 13 years now, and we're fully fledged members of the League of Ireland. So. Obviously, there's only going to be one club playing out of it, so we'd be pretty uh, disappointed if the FAI were to prefer somebody else, given, I suppose, our track record. Do you feel disappointed now that the, the club is kind of left in a position where you're sweating over this instead of having some sort of kind of groupthink on it and coming together to better Wexford FC? I suppose I'm concerned over what I can control, and that's our license application. And I'm rising up to my knees in it at the moment, and uh, we're making serious progress. We have a deadline the 20th of November to meet uh, a whole pile of stuff, and, and we're, we're well we're well on schedule for that. So I suppose all we can do is we, we can't worry about what others are doing, and, uh, and they, they'll do what they, they, they want to do. But certainly from our side, um, we're making... Uh, strong plans for next season around our coaching infrastructure, underage, senior, women's. Um, it, you know, the, prep- the season has only just ended. In fact, it hasn't. Uh, our underage will still will be back in action in December for for the current season, and our women's team are still playing. So we're not even finished last this the 2020 season, but we're we, we've we've eyes on 2021, and we've we've a lot of plans in place. So look, at, all we can do is try and make our own club as strong as possible. And uh, if we do, I think we, we won't have to worry. About, about uh, what outside parties are going to do, and I suppose Ray, finally, and um, 
maybe a slight criticism maybe it's a slight criticism um but it, it seems from speaking to people that there is a and it, it's look it's a, it's an issue that affects all league of Ireland clubs but that kind of disconnect between the league of Ireland club and the junior clubs around the area there's often a lot of politics which you know is very difficult to try and to try and deal with and I suppose you know when we look at this new application it seems to be you know they say that for the footballing people of Wexford that seems like a little bit of a if you're reading between the lines a little bit of a hint towards the junior football scene there so um, do you think that you know even if this application from Yola doesn't isn't successful do you think it, it, you know it's it's kind of forced you into thinking about your relationship with junior sides and, and potentially I suppose how that affects then your position as a senior club in Wexford Oh, look, that's a very good question, Kevin. And, and look, uh, it, I mean, read, again, reading between the lines, it's, it, the, the, the new entity is talking about, you know, representing Wexford and, and, and it's implying criticism about, to us. And look, we are far from perfect uh, in Ferry Carrick Park. Uh, we're working all the time to try and improve. And, you know, there are various circumstances. There's a lot of things happen which influence, you know, squad selection and coach selection and all that. And I suppose... This season in particular, it, it, it fell, particularly on the, on the first team squad, that we had a, a very small representation from Wexford. But this is just the way things happen. And I mean, the season before, even last season, so I'm talking about 2019, we had, I suppose, we five or six Wexford players involved. But for one reason or another, they couldn't commit, you know, to the, the weekly grind of... of, of constant training and then maybe away games you know wherever you, you need to travel to in the League of Ireland there's an awful lot of commitment involved and it is tough on players but we're from Wexford um, we, we see our future very much ingrained in, in the local community and there's no conscious decisions or anything it's just the way some, sometimes the, 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 the balls fall on a particular season but yeah we'd be looking to improve on that Angle certainly, but uh, but that's not you know again that's something we'd always be doing. It's not because somebody is being critical of us. That'd be one of our core beliefs is that we need to be founded in Wexford and and and, and progress as such. Sports Beat Extra with the Boyle Sports app available now. This is betting eighteen plus gamblingcare.ie. So that's all from Sportsbeat Extra as we wait for the teams to emerge from their respective tunnels here at GAHQ. A reminder that we'll have post-match reaction tomorrow morning as well as live coverage throughout Sunday of proceedings in Semple Stadium. Of course, the very best of luck to both Kilkenny and Waterford. But up next is Trish with Beat Anthems.